0: Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Jason Waters. Jason, how are you today?
1: I am fantastic. Thanks yeah. for asking. Oh,
0: perfect. Perfect. So we'll try something a little different on this yeah. episode. So I love this. This is kind of like a uh, pat ourselves on the back. We completed the Huzzah! 101 movies from the 1990s yeah. that you need to watch. We 10 episodes. Tw- little, well, some of these episodes are more than two hours, so more than twenty hours long. We did it.
1: We did it. And if you think about one hundred and one episodes at maybe an hour and a half each, yeah. I mean, how many movies have we rewatched hour wise? Like that's insane.
0: Yeah. Geez, I didn't even think about that. One hundred and one <laughs> movies, and yeah, that's a lot of hours we yeah. logged. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I thought loved
1: we, every minute of it too.
0: No, it was great. And I thought we would, and this is on the main feed. So yep. for for those listening, if you haven't had an opportunity to check that out, of course, we would always appreciate your support. This is, you know, this is what keeps the lights on here at the Dana Buckler <laughs> show, with our Patreon supporters, and we're grateful for, uh, for all of them. You know, I'm just going through the list. I've got the list of all the movies that we covered and I'm looking through it and I'm just going, you know, Jason, were there, were there any standouts? Free on this one like ones that you thought you thought you know i'm not a fan of this movie and then you rewatched it you're like well, i don't know why dana added this to the list and then you rewatched it, it you're like you know what because <laughs> well, say- there was a few you did a few that you added that i
1: was like i'm not gonna watch this <laughs>
0: and then i watched it i'm like oh i, I was completely wrong
1: I'll, I'll wait for you to replay it but I, re- I definitely remember there were several that i was like dana added this one and then I, i'm like oh no that's actually absolutely great and there were several that i was like that did not hold up yeah (laughs) interesting so i think there's i mean i think there's a little bit of both in there
0: looking over the list i think the what i'll i'll say the biggest turnaround for Mm -hmm. me was like i was completely sure that i was going to begrudgingly watch this film and 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 be like yep uh, i was right uh was natural born killers
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: yeah I was thoroughly Because I remember
1: you telling me over and over like that movie's garbage. They yeah. took Quentin Tarantino's vision and just trashed it. And then yeah.
0: And then realizing like upon this rewatch, and I did watch the director's cut, which was heavy. <laughs> I think I think in I don't remember yeah. which episode it was. It was nine or ten of the the series where yeah. I'm like, yeah. Did you know they decapitated Tommy Lee Jones in the director's cut? Because I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> because
1: I remember when I, I remember we built up to that one because I added it, and you were like, "No, that's no, that doesn't belong here." And I'm like, "Wait for it, wait for it."
0: Now I look at that film through a completely different lens. That's now, awesome. no, no pun intended. Well, that's uh, what this podcast yeah, yeah. is supposed
1: to do. Is to, and for those who have not listened to any of them, I encourage you to go back and, and at least get Patreon and listen because there's a lot of in-depth like we go sometimes 10 20 minutes into a movie that you think you know and there's a whole other aspect out there that's just it's it's wide open to you. Yeah. So no.
0: No, you're listen. you're absolutely right. I'm looking through the list here and here are the ones that Here's here's just a few of the movies that there there's what we call the no-brainers, yep, and then some that you added to the list where I was like, oh, I, I didn't think about that one. Sleepless in Seattle, yeah, is an example. Uh, I really enjoyed rewatching that one. Um, going through here just a little bit. Fried Green Tomatoes was a first-time watch yeah, for me. That's right, and that was excellent. Yep, absolutely excellent. Gross Point Blank Love that. that that was a, 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 an exceptional one for me you know one that I I hadn't seen in years but I absolutely just had a ball with was the fugitive
1: oh yeah yeah I mean that I I, I could probably quote that movie verbatim just watching it right now
0: well that that actually leads me to the next next part of this uh, list I want to know and that really you answered my question of all 101 movies on the list which one do you think you know the best
1: I So, of all of those movies, 100%, I could quote verbatim, like literally from the screenplay, would be Pulp Fiction.
0: Okay, Pulp Fiction. Okay, for me, it's actually
1: Fargo. Really? I I know that movie
0: inside and out. So, it's
1: definitely on my top 10 of the 90s list. The movie
0: on this list that I have seen the most but never get tired of watching it for me would be Terminator 2 Judgment Day
1: i would say for me it would be shawshank redemption okay
0: yeah that's a good one yeah. that's a good one um the what was i thinking pick uh when looking at this list what would be the program <gasps> I, which i love it's an inc- it's 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 an inherently watchable movie so, <laughs> but going through the list of like we've got heat and we've got you know jerry Maguire and all of a sudden i look i'm like i fucking added the program to this <laughs> list
1: I, I wasn't gonna say anything but do you want to, i mean life uh, oh no i stand by life okay i'm standing by life but you know the one that i guess which one is mine which one is yours um it's my own private idaho i don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was good. hey, that was another first-time watch for me. Yes, it was. That, that was absolutely <laughs> first time, last time. Uh, but Gus Van Sant, like, I mean, it it sets the tone for his future movies, and I it's got a it's got a soft spot in my heart, especially for the actors and the film. I mean, River Phoenix just kills it in that.
0: What about Digstown, which is a movie that I was pretty happy to add to the list, <sighs> which I feel like you. That was one I think you walked away like, yeah, I could take that or leave it. I still don't like Digstown. Not a fan.
1: I, but I, I gotta say, it's not so much um, not so much the movie itself, because the movie is not great, but um, Mr. Woods. Just not a fan. Oh, neither. How can I mean, you be? <laughs> how can I, I you have, be? It's a, it's a different lens watching it through now, so it's, it's, it's difficult to see that and go... Oh, James Woods! You're a great actor. No, you're an asshole.
0: You know what my favorite James Woods performance is? Lester the Pimp in Casino because he gets the shit kicked out of him.
1: <laughs> I could see that. I could see that.
0: When, when fucking De Niro, they're sitting at the diner and he's got the he's got that money and he's like, you "Take the money." You got to take. You know, while you're at it, take mine. And he's still thinking about it. He's still looking at it. and He just goes, ah, and then he walks out. So that's my favorite James Woods performance. Yeah. Uh, looking back on the list. State of Grace.
1: That was one that was my first time watch. Okay, and I loved it. Yeah, and that my, my only criticism on that. I think I said it before was that shootout scene at the end. I'm like, come on, y'all, yo. you got you've got to have better aim than that.
0: I'm yeah. Like. <laughs> so, so that was one of the movies that you know. Interest of full disclosure, the director of that movie is a is a friend of mine, and any opportunity I get to you know speak the gospel of Phil Giovano, yeah. I, I take. But, but that he made three movies in the 90s he made state of grace heaven's prisoners and final analysis and both heaven's prisoners or heaven's prisoners and final analysis fall into that r-rated you know it's coming off the heels of basic instinct and fatal attraction and you know it's like it's just a r-rated thriller with a little sexual tension that's geared towards adults and and it's the uh, Heaven's Prisoners got Alec Baldwin, Final Analysis, Richard Gere. I mean, these, and Kim Basinger, like, yeah. they're good movies. But if I was going to pick one of those three in the 90s, it, it was
1: fantastic.
0: Can I, did I ever tell you, and now is a perfect opportunity to tell the story of how I became friends with Phil no, no, I don't okay, know. Okay. So he actually made one other movie in 1999.
1: Oh, I'm very familiar with that one. Okay. Entropy. Wait.
0: Did you not, did you not, which one no. were you, which one were you thinking? I about?
1: was thinking of the, the U2. Um, oh, that was 87. Ra- oh, is that okay? That was 1987.
0: Okay. 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 So let me tell you the story of how I met because Bill Giwano. U2
1: documentary is one of my favorite movies it, of it's all time. It's one of the best concert documentaries of all time. I, so one of my favorite bands is U2. And no, when you told me, he's like, oh yeah, he directed that. I'm like, shut the
0: fuck up. Okay. Like, really? So, so the story is put a pin on the, how I met okay. him. The story goes that. When he, because you 2 was interviewing a bunch of different directors, right. all right, because they were going on this worldwide, this Joshua yeah. Tree worldwide tour, and they wanted someone to document the worldwide tour. Yeah. And so he was in New York, and he was one of a handful of directors that was like meeting in a hotel room with Bono and The Edge. And every time uh, they'd sit down with the director, you know, Bono would say, so what do you want to do with this documentary? You know, what do you want it to be? And, you know, each director had their pitch. Well, I think we should do this and that, that, that. And Phil sat down and they said, well, you know, what kind of documentary do you want to make? And he said, what kind of documentary do you want to make? (laughs) He said that to them. And they were like, oh, okay, hold on a second. Hold on. on. And so what they did was he then flew over to Dublin to hang out with them. He's, 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 He's 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 directed at this point. He has directed like for me uh,
1: to be like, all right, bucket list check. Yeah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> hanging with Bono. I'm just
0: going with- to hang out with Bono and The Edge. So at this point, he's directed a couple episodes of Amazing Stories, <laughs> Santa Eight Eighty Five, and The Doll. Which okay. The Doll had John Lithgow. John Lithgow wins an Emmy. Yeah. He wins an Emmy for that performance. Yeah. So Phil directed that. So what happens is he's at this point. He I think I don't think it had come out yet, but he had just wrapped up. Uh, principal photography on three o'clock high a, okay. a, a great movie everyone needs to see <laughs> he then flies over to dublin to hang out with bono and the edge and what they do is they purposely take him to like a, a house party 50 miles outside of the city where you, you know see what he would do? just a group of people and they yeah. leave him there <laughs> and they just straight leave him. and they wanted to see if he was going to be able to find his way back to dublin
1: no shit and
0: he found his way back to dublin and he got the job that, so
1: that's the best interview i've ever heard of
0: so, in around 2003, 2004, all right, so maybe about 20 years ago, all right, I've I'm, I'm got my little two-bedroom apartment, I've got a roommate, and we we splurged on cable back then. So, when I say splurge, we didn't just have HBO. No, we, we had HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, Stars. Ooh. We had them all. Like we had a pretty expensive cable bill. So, I remember coming home from work one time, and I worked to like 2 o'clock in the morning back then, the DJ life. And... I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm flipping through and I don't know if it was Showtime or Cinemax, but you watch those channels late night and if they're not showing softcore porn, they're showing kind of smaller independent films. And I come across this movie and it's called Entropy and I catch it pretty much at the beginning. It stars Steven Dorf. All right. And the story is pretty simple. He is a music video director. Our main character is a music video director who's getting his opportunity, He's getting an opportunity to make his first big studio picture. And it's all about sort of the trials and tribulations of trying to get this picture made. I okay. uh, battling with these producers, which are very much like a Don Simpson, Jerry <laughs> Bruckheimer type type. Like right, uh, Frank, yeah. um, who is that? Frank Vincent plays one of the producers, you know. So like, it, it, and he meets this model, this French model, and has a torrid love affair with her, and it's kind of everything kind of collapses around it. And but I was just really like into this movie. And what really kind of struck me about the film, which I would learn years later, was the fact that this was a, it was an independent film. You could tell. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cinematography, everything was top notch, but Steven Dorf wasn't a big name. Right. No, and, not at that time. I mean, but, not a huge name. But, but, I, but yeah. I was perplexed because there was a couple scenes with Bono in the movie, like Bono's playing himself, because one of the things that our character's doing is he's, he's, on tour with U2, like shooting, you know, right. some of their concert yeah. stuff. By the way, none of this was making sense to me at the time, but, but I was like, not only is U2 in it, but he's got like, <laughs> he's got, he's got U2 songs playing in it. And I, I'm smart enough to know what it costs to license a song uh, yeah. for a movie. It can cost, it can cost upwards of a few million dollars. Yeah. All right. So I'm just like, huh. And Bob then was when like, I got you, bro, when the movie's over, it's over. And I could never find it <laughs> I remember going to blockbuster a couple days later couldn't find it this is long it's before like, so like there was like no stream <laughs> there was no streaming back then YouTube didn't even hadn't even been invented yet yeah. and so I this movie this movie had never gotten out of my head like I for years I just constantly would think about it I would love to see this movie again sometime flash forward I've been doing the podcast for a couple of years it's it's late 2015 I get an email from Jim Hemphill mm-hmm and Jim, Jim was really good about introducing me to people. Like I got Leah Thompson on the podcast because of Jim Hemphill. Yeah. And so I'm in a, a a group email and he says, Hey, Dana, I want you to meet my friend, Phil Juano. Phil has a new movie coming out called the veil with Thomas Jane and Jessica Alba. And, and Jim is just saying, you know, Dana's this great podcaster. He's, you know, he's all, he's, you know, he, he, he knows, he knows his mm-hmm. stuff and, you right. know, and so I start corresponding with Phil and Phil says, you know, I'll send you a copy of the movie. You know, it hadn't come out yet. And what's your address? And a few days later, I got a FedEx package with a burnt Blu-ray. Oh. It just, uh, you know, back when you could burn movies on yeah. the Blu-ray. And it had a Sharpie on it. It just said, The Veil. Please don't show anyone. <laughs> and so I <laughs> popped this thing in. And the Universal logo comes up. I'm like, I don't even no know worries. if I'm supposed to have this. <laughs>
1: I'm and a pirate.
0: This is this is Blumhouse that was putting it out, oh, and and so it was a one of those Blumhouse horror movies. Yeah, and so I watched the film, and it was a tight hour and a half psychological thriller, which kind of a slow burn in the beginning, but about the fifty minute mark, it just takes off like a rocket. Rocket, yeah. and Thomas Jane is excellent in it. He is I excellent. In
1: it. I have I, it. We haven't delved into any of his stuff, but I love Thomas Jane. He's so good he's in this one movie. One of my favorite actors. Now
0: I think the veil vale you can find on Netflix right now, it's worth okay. a watch just for his performance. Yeah. It's kind of like a like a Jim Jones, you know, uh Fred Phelps type. Oh, okay. Like he's like a pastor oh, he's nice. got like a cult leader. It's, yeah. it's it's really interesting. And 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 Phil made it, so it's stylistically really, really nice. But so I reach out to Phil and, and, and to be fair, like I get People reach out to me all the time. Hey, will you watch my movie? And, and, right. uh, and a lot of times I'll say, yeah, I'll watch it. No guarantee I'll talk about it on the podcast. Uh, but thank you for sending it to me. I will certainly watch this. the hard work you put into this. So, you know. But if I really like the movie, I'm going to ask him to come on the show. Yeah. So I, I reached out to Phil and I said, this was great. Would you, would you come on the show and we can talk about this and maybe talk a little bit about your career? He's like, I'd love to. So I set it up for a week later and I'm saying to myself, I need to look, I need to look into Phil shit. a little, little bit what, a little bit more. So, so I start going through his IMDB filmography. And I'm like, three o'clock high. No shit. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. <laughs> you two rattle and hum. I'm like, oh my God. All right. And then I'm like, State of Grace. <laughs> and he did the gridiron gang with The Rock. And I'm yeah. like, I fucking know these movies. And then all of a sudden I see in 1999 Entropy, written and directed by Phil Joano. <laughs> and i could have died right there on the spot That like, insane. i couldn't believe it uh, this movie for more than 10 years had been just lingering around in my head and i just yeah. couldn't believe it and then to come to find out like it was a semi-autobiographical his story essentially oh, wow. his story yeah. and he's been on the show 25 times since then yeah, i consider oh, i love
1: listening to those episodes with uh, him i it.
0: consider him yeah. to be a mentor and yeah. so for me to be able to introduce State of Grace to some people out there that maybe haven't seen it, it was a big deal. Oh my god, it's
1: such a great movie. Okay,
0: so there's another one of another example of, of a movie yeah. that we we had a couple link letters on this list. We did. Yeah. You know, the uh before sunset, before sunrise, before midnight, <laughs> all of those movies. <laughs> before all of them. Before yeah. all, yeah. <laughs> those were all excellent. So Let's talk about the heavies for a moment. Ooh. All right.
1: How heavy you want to go? Like well, okay. Schindler's Liz. Well, Schindler's... Or... Okay, so
0: here's here's my definition of the heavies. Okay. Okay? Because we tried to keep this fun, and we want to make we sure... Kept, th- <laughs>
1: we kept some of the, the heartbreaks for the
0: end. Yeah. We wanted to put a few heavies on there. These are movies yeah. that are, 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 I think, in our opinion, required viewing. Yep. Okay? So looking through the heavies, okay? And
1: I, I will temper this to say... Maybe these aren't, you know, we, we always kid about we're going to do a podcast on, I love that movie, I'll never watch it again. Yeah. So this may be on some of those, like when we recommend some of these, it's because you need to watch it, not 10 times, but maybe just one time. One time. To make you realize, holy shit, there's another perspective that I haven't taken into account. And as we're
0: gearing up to start the next series, 101 movies from the 2000s. Mm. There's going to be some heavies on that Ooh, one as well. Yeah. So here's the, here's my, what I consider to be the heavies. Okay. All right. And these are the ones that if you've never seen them, you need to watch them. Mm-hmm. We're not saying you need to like get a popcorn and a soda and, <laughs> and be excited. But like these are- get kids
1: gather around. Let's watch.
0: <laughs> these are significant yeah. films. All right. Obviously Schindler's List, The Piano. All right. Going through here a little bit, a little bit more. Boys Don't Cry.
1: That was-
0: Okay. Yeah. Leaving Las Vegas, that was a heavy.
1: That's a, that's a super heavy for me. Now,
0: let me ask you a question. Do we classify Silence of the
1: Lambs as a heavy? Um, I... Uh, would I? Yes, only because of the source material for it is um, just deeply disturbing. Yeah. Like, you don't watch that one and walk away going, well, you know, I just... I, I, I That was a fantastic film. You walk away from that going... I need to reevaluate my judgment system. Okay. My own private Idaho.
0: That was a heavy. (laughs) That was a heavy. American history X. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I'm still poignant to this day.
0: I'm really encouraged. There is a, uh, a gentleman at my restaurant who is, I think he's 23 or 24 and he has really been talking to me over the past couple of years about some, some good movie recommendations for him. Yeah. And he's been doing them. Like, he came oh, he came to work the other day, and he's like, so I watched Schindler's List and The Pianist back-to-back. And I'm like, how are you feeling? Do you need a hug? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm so glad I saw these movies. Like, he goes, I don't ever want to watch them again, but I'm so glad I saw them. And the other day, he said, I watched American History X for the first time. And I said, what did you think? He goes, they just, they don't make movies like this anymore. No, they don't, yeah. And that's the thing.
1: Well, and I'll, I'll tell you this, too. And I, I, I I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, DSM classification for this. I... And this is going to sound sadistic. Because some of these movies I don't really... I, I couldn't watch on the regular. Like Schindler's List, I could never just turn that on and just go, yeah, let me just pop this in for a quick watch. But movies that are dramatic and emotional, I watch all the time. Yeah. Um, the one that I... like And then it's... It's one that gets me every single time, and you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this. Manchester by the Sea. Oh, I saw that in the theater. Yeah, oh. I remember. I love that movie. Not so much. It's 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 probably one of the worst plots ever. Like because it's so sad, but it makes me feel so much. And I, that's what's what I love about some of these films.
0: W- okay, so you know we we're not on a we're not on a, any kind of rules here. We can talk about this for oh, a yeah, moment. Yeah. So. Manchester by the Sea, I believe, comes out 2017.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kenneth Lonegan film. Yep. Okay, he did Margaret. Have you ever saw Margaret? It's
1: their Amazon okay. entry into the film spectrum. Yeah,
0: so I saw... This was coming up on awards season, so Regal would put a lot of the... Well, they put all the Best Picture nominees yep. back in theater. So I remember in 2017, I went and saw... I saw that in a practically empty theater. There was like two other people that was probably were. there. Yeah, they, well, no, it wouldn't be you because these people had smuggled contraband into the theater. Like I, they I had. It might have been me. They <laughs> had the Publix bag of popcorn. How they got that oh, in no, there, I, I I'll never know. Kind of and contraband. cans of
1: Sprite. Like every every thirty seconds, No. <laughs> <sharp> <sharp> you saw the puff of smoke coming up. That was probably. Yeah, me.
0: and so I remember watching it and not understanding why Casey Affleck was the way he was. Like he was so detached from reality. Yeah. Like he just n- didn't care about anything. Yeah. He did his, he had a terrible job as a super at an apartment, cleaning literally, shit out of literally and, cleaning yeah. shit out of toilets, sitting at the bar, just putting them away, getting in fights His brother dies. Minor spoilers for uh, for uh, Manchester. Five minutes. Yeah. His brother dies. He's got to go back there. And we we get these all these different flashbacks. But then there's the scene where it's a flashback where Casey's he's married to Michelle Williams. They've got three daughters. Yeah. Two or three. No, it's three daughters. Three. Yeah. They got three daughters. And it's him and his buddies in his basement, and they're having a great time, just and a I'm bunch like, of guys hanging out and they're like, laughing and the exact and they're ha- same
1: thing everyone does yeah, and
0: Literally and, and, everyone and Michelle does. Williams' is like, all right, you guys gotta go, I gotta go to bed and you know and I'm just going, what happened and then and I'm not gonna say what happens, yeah, but then the reveal of what happens like I remember just being gutted yeah like just and then when he's in the police station, and the cops are like you're not in trouble, man. This was an accident. Like, yeah. you're, you're, we're not going to hold your feet to the fire. Like, you're not in trouble. And then when he tries to kill himself, so like, oh my
1: god! I know it's, and it's it's a killer movie, but the that's one of those I go back like. So when we get into two thousands, we'll go through Lady in the Water. Yeah, uh, which which I'll have to watch. You'll have to watch. Finally,
0: it's the only. It is the only hole in so my M. Night Shyamalan looking filmography. Looking forward to that rewatch. I think I'm going to like the movie a lot more because of how disillusioned I am with the current state I, of cinema. I,
1: I hope so. Um, because there's a scene in that movie that, I mean, to this day, like if I even think about it, I get teary-eyed. But that is what that is what I seek out in movies is something to make me feel any, like really anything. Because okay. can, I can watch Rambo. Yeah. And go, that's a fucking great movie. Like, yes, but to make me move my emotions from one thing to another, that's something that's something special.
0: Speaking of emotions in movies and modern day films, all right. So Guardians of the Galaxy Three came out on streaming. Okay. I watched it. So I hit play. <laughs> all right. I'm curious to see what you did. And within the first two minutes when you see all these little animals and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out Didn't make it past that You see like some hands Coming in to grab one. I'm like I'm done I'm not doing this I'm done Fuck that
1: That I am done That was where Rocket came from Yeah I know I didn't want I didn't
0: want to see it Like I have a soft spot For Animals in Peril I'm like nope I'm done
1: Oh then yeah You would not Have enjoyed this
0: Like I am done And that's James Gunn Yeah So that was his last Marvel movie Now he's off doing The DC thing Can I ask you a question Again Okay This is kind of An off the cuff episode Yep did you see The Flash? I did. Okay. Can we talk about it? Because I haven't seen it. And, and I okay. even I'm surprised at how bad it bombed in the uh, theater.
1: Um, so it was terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Time out, time out. Time out. Time out. The reason I say this. The reason I say this. Okay. The reason I say this is because. So many people fall prey to what I call predatory movie marketing. All That's right. Ezra Miller. You have Tom Cruise yeah. coming out saying that he saw The Flash like a month ago going, this is one of the great movies of all time. You have James Gunn, who's now the head of DC, coming out saying The Flash is up there with The Dark Knight as one of the great comic book films of all time. No. And I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. You know? And then all of a sudden, like it comes out and it does worse than Ant-Man Quantumania. Like it is bad. Yeah. So I ask you, how
1: bad is it? Um, It's bad. Yeah. So here's the only reason I went and saw this in the theaters was for Michael Keaton. That sure. was it. I wanted to see Michael Keaton back in the Cape. Yeah. And Michael Keaton, he's probably the only bright spot in this entire movie. The fact they had to drag him into this, I, that's what I felt bad about. I'm like, oh, man, y'all drug fucking Michael Keaton into
0: this. No, oh, no, 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 no. He did one of those Spider Man movies.
1: No, no, no. I mean, as Batman. Oh, okay. Like, y'all yeah. have gone so far jumping the shark that, like, if I was DC, I would have taken that Zack Snyder cut and taken that and gone in a completely different direction and said, I'm sorry for what we did before Suicide Squad, yeah. all those other movies. Let's go from there. Th- this was just, this was a continuation of. Of the same crap that DC has pushed out over the last 10 years. Yeah. And uh, as, uh, this is coming off of Ezra Miller, like, I mean... Being a pretty deplorable... How is he... Like I, like, I don't even know where he's at anymore, but no, like... He, he doesn't know where he is at. He's wanted for, like, child endangerment and... Grooming. I, all kinds yeah, of like, craziness. I, yeah. Know, so I I... I I do my best to keep the personal away from the professional sure. but
0: and we've talked about it because there are some movies on this list that we have to definitively separate the art from the artist. we right. have to, like like yeah, usual suspects, <laughs> you know yeah, goodness, both the director and the star
1: <laughs> so um no d c has they've lost their way, and I hope that James Gunn can bring them back, but only time will tell because. I
0: mean, they've started, they're starting filming that new Superman movie.
1: Ah,
0: jeez. Hey, I have an idea. How hmm. about Black Adam? I mean, come on. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Okay. Did you see, did you see Dial of Destiny?
1: I, I can't.
0: No, I, can't. I, I have no interest. I,
1: I will, I will watch it when I, I will yeah. buy it, but I. You'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy, I will You're support it. I, I will I'll, support I'll, it through buying it only because I eventually need to see it. Um, it, it should not have been made. It, no, none of the. I, no. I can give you a list of the Crystal oh, Kingdom should not have been made. I can give you a list of about
0: five hundred movies that have come out in the past ten years that should not have been made. Yeah,
1: you and a lot of those I'm like, all right, and like Fast and the Furious. Like I know, like we've talked about this before. I know it's going to be terrible. I went and saw Fast and the Furious X. It was terrible. If you set your expectations,
0: you're not going to be disappointed, right? I started the first 10, 15 minutes of that movie. <sighs> I got past my seven minutes.
1: No, I was like, but like my son is named after. Henry Jones Jr. His name is Henry. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's Second, it. Oh, <laughs> his middle name is Beckett after Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap.
0: <laughs> you can you can name. Listen, Henry Jones Jr. Like you can do that. That's
1: yes, fine. That's but fine. I just I, I yeah. So you, know, you don't need to make movies. You don't need to make sequels to make money. Make original films and be okay, netting a hundred million. Well, that's what
0: Universal was doing at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they were putting out what could probably be considered B movies like Knock at the Cabin, Megan, Cocaine Bear. These movies did not cost a lot to make and they made money. They all made money. The
1: thing is at this, at this stage in the game, you know, we're looking at these nineties movies. We're like, Oh, they was made on a $20 million budget. It made 70 million back then. That was great. That was great. At this point with marketing, with every ancillary thing involved, your budget has to be, you know, a hundred million dollars and you got to make a billion in order for the studio to go, well, okay, it was a success.
0: So, on my list here, I've, I've got a list of movies that I wish they made, still made. Mm. Um, and number one on my list was Tremors. I know they've made nine sequels. Got to have like but, fifteen out by now. But I still find that to be one of the funnest, and just yeah. I have a great time oh, with Valid that. Valner, I have a great time with that movie. So, another one that we need more of: Sneakers. Yes. The, the the classic all-star cast, yep. the caper, yep. the espionage, the, like that movie's so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Movies that were ahead of its time, Armageddon.
1: Okay. It was
0: yep. the prototypical summer blockbuster back before we had the prototypical summer blockbuster. Oh, that
1: was like a, yeah, a space opera.
0: That movie gets released today as is it's it's a hit it holds up yep it's a hit all right i have here directors that have fallen off Ooh. from our list okay, okay. i have written here i have independence day roland emmerich roll in moonfall moonfall maybe. okay i have here hang on one second here um robert zemeckis oh forrest gump Okay, he's had a storied career, but lately he's 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 hit a couple of rough patches. I would say, yeah, that's very true. He did witches. He did the the Pinocchio thing. He did Welcome to Marwin or yeah. Return to Marwin or whatever it's called. None of those, none of those hit hit like they should have.
1: Excellent point. Yeah.
0: All right, we got another one here. Mel Gibson. Ooh.
1: Well, you can blame that on the voicemails. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you make me
0: want to smoke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although I will tell you this, and I don't, I don't know why I did this the other day. Because it just screwed me up for like three days. I rewatched The Passion of the Christ. I
0: don't that's a, know why. That's a one
1: and done for me, buddy. I, I why, saw it. I saw it. Ah, I saw it. I'm in my kitchen cooking dinner. And I'm like, oh, let's put on The Passion of the Christ. And that was... Two more on the list of
0: directors that have, quote unquote, fallen off. Okay. Okay. We have The Fairley Brothers. Yeah. Did you see Champions? No, I did not. I started watching it. It seemed perfectly fine. But they... I mean, what's the last like hard R movie they tried to do? Was it Heartbreak Kid with yeah. uh, with Ben Stiller? With
1: ben Stiller, yeah. yeah.
0: What was the one he did they did me, Myself, and Irene? I think that came out in two thousand <laughs> yeah, ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: was I, that one was mean. I well, I actually love that one only yeah. because of Jim Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. When the, they put that dildo on the toilet. Yeah, why am I peeing like I had sex <laughs> last am I pissing like
0: I had sex last night? He's like, bit. What what was this? He's like, That was for you. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. And oh, I'm, yeah. when I say well, uh, when I say fall off, I want these people to come back. I know he's yeah. still making movies, but I mean, we're talking right. RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic yeah. Instinct. Uh, you know, he he had a run there. To, yeah. I mean,
1: well, it's it's tough to. It, I mean, switching genres, it's got to be difficult to go from doing something like RoboCop to. I mean, what do you do now? That movie I wish I added to the list: Starship Troopers. Shut up.
0: No, I think that movie is brilliant. No, it is a look. It, I probably saw that movie fifteen times before I realized. Oh, the humans are the bad guys in this story. Uh, can you hear this? My, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the humans are the bad guys in this story. I
1: hate that movie.
0: I was, I was. Like, um, movie I would like to add would be um, Primal Fear. Primal Fear, Richard Gere. Yeah, who? Um, somebody turned down that role. Some. Oh, I think it was you told me that Leo auditioned. Somebody auditioned for the Edward Norton yeah, role. I think it was Leo? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that um, movie that I was surprised to find out a lot of people don't like, and that was *Sin of a Woman*. We talked about that in Oofah. episode nine. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. That was yeah. that was good. All right, movie that I, I was also surprised to see that people that. A movie I was surprised that has been lost to the sands of time, and that's Forrest Gump. And I tested this theory out at work with some of the early 20-somethings that I work with. I'm like, you seen Forrest Gump? No. No. That movie in the 90s, you would have thought was going to be, would be as enduring as It's a Wonderful Life.
1: No, I, I, so the other, it was probably like a week ago, um, someone sent me a text that said like, hey, how's it going? And I sent back a a GIF of Forrest Gump on the boat, like waving. Yeah. You know, that stupid grin he's got. And the response back was, who's that?
0: Who's that? Like, yeah. Movie that I, well, if we're looking at directors that have fallen off, James Mangold with Dial of Destiny, uh, Copland, still his magnum opus, in my opinion. Okay. Followed closely by Logan. I know. I liked a comic book film in 2017.
1: Um, I had a difficult time with that movie because it was, it was good, but it ended the X-Men for me. No. And I just went like, oh, okay, there's no coming back from this. I
0: was never an X-Men guy. Yeah. No? In fact, in fact, I hadn't seen the...
1: So the, I grew up with the cartoon, which is why... I, I never read the comic books, but I grew up with the cartoon, and I loved it.
0: I didn't even see any of the Wolverine movies before Shut Logan. your face. I went into Logan like I could give a fuck. Really? All I wanted to all I saw was James Mangold was directing it, uh, and it was rated R. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm
1: in. I would say it was probably one of Patrick Stewart's best... It was his oh, best x-men movie
0: uh let's see here going through the list here a movie that you'll never watch again sling blade yeah never again one that i think is a masterpiece and i've watched it multiple times mm-hmm. i'm telling you right now nope a movie that i'm probably going to catch the most flack for for adding to the list showgirls no that's a good movie it's a good movie it is people miss the point of that yeah, film shut, shut your face they they definitely miss no, the it's point good. Uh, a movie that we did a whole episode on, True Romance, which has been blowing up. People are loving that episode.
1: Love that movie.
0: Uh, let's see. If I was to go through the most impactful film personally for me on this list, the movie that I related to the most, and that would have been Swingers. Really? Just because I was in that age range. Okay. I identified with the characters, and they represented a the last generation before the technological boom kicked in. Like they had house phones with answering machines when they went out with their friends no one was buried in their phone and it's that never ending tale of you know love and romance and trying to find it and trying to find your way when you're in your early 20s and i just really always identified with that film
1: no i i i love that i think for me um <sighs> The one I identify with the most and the one I could rewatch over and over, like on repeat, would be The Sixth Sense.
0: The Sixth Sense? Only because— Do you see dead people?
1: Is there something <laughs> I don't know about I you? I occasionally, you know. I've been out drinking for a while. Right. But for me, that was one that everything in the 90s, everything before that, was trending towards one direction. And I saw that and I just went, holy shit, there's a whole different direction we can go. And I'm excited to see where we can go from here. Okay. Movie that represents
0: the director's best film. I have on the list here, The Rock, which is, I still consider to be Michael Bay's best film. Yep. Okay. Um, Another director that has fallen off, Yondabot.
1: Yes. After Speed. (laughs)
0: Speed two, And then he does The Haunting a few years later and doesn't really do much beyond that. The big question of what happened to this director John Woo? We had face off on the list. Yes, you know he, what he did that movie Wind Talkers
1: with Nicolas Cage. With Nicholas Cage, um, actually, I, I remember watching that movie. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was a pretty accurate. Depiction of the Navajo wind. Yeah,
0: no. Yeah, that's movie I was least excited to revisit,
1: <laughs> which I thought was going to be Natural
0: Born was Killers. It mine? Was it one of It mine? was one of yours. Okay. Blair Witch Project. <laughs> least excited. Least excited to revisit. And when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> once the novelty of that movie wore off, you're like. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you're like, oh, here we are. But that's also the movie that I feel the worst for the people that made, all the people involved in yeah. making the film because they got fucked. Yeah. They, they, they mean they got Sunday. fucked. Yeah. They really did. <laughs> Another movie on the list here that is incredibly sentimental to both of us and that is Clerks.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Arguably still his best movie? Could be. Yeah. yeah. I think the case could
1: be made. Yeah, I mean, I I love chasing Amy. Um I love Dogma, but this movie is just You know when you when you see an artist like a musical artist they pour everything into that first album. And I th- yeah. think that's what happened here. Yeah,
0: that's good. No, good point. Um, good point.
1: And that sophomore effort, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not, but Kevin Smith, I mean, well, just... Well, his sophomore yeah.
0: effort, Mallrats, uh, was, was, uh, that's arguably not a very good movie. No. Like, I don't... I That's probably the one I... Well, I don't count Yoga Hosers or Tusk or any of those films, <laughs> but in his earlier filmography, going all the way through jane's and Silent Bob Strike Back, like, that's the right. one I'm like... I would rather watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and that, mo- that movie annoys me to no end.
1: And I would say, look back on our podcast, because we did an entire episode. That's correct. On Kevin Smith's films.
0: Movie on here that I think represents the actor's greatest movie, and Ooh. that is Dumb and Dumber. I still say that Jim Carrey <laughs> is at his absolute best I, I
1: would 100% in, agree in,
0: in Dumb that. and Dumber. Okay. Uh, question is, Movie? does this movie represent this director's best film? Film And that is Oliver Stone's JFK. I think a case could be made that that is, that is, mm. that might be his greatest movie.
1: It's his longest movie. It certainly is. <laughs> and I watched the director's cut clocks in at three, three, three um, hours and 30 minutes. So I will say I had a, I, I took a contemporary history class in high school and they made us watch platoon. And that was so impactful for me because I had just, I had learned about the Vietnam war. I had not heard, I had not seen anything about Vietnam and watching that movie in high school. I mean, you couldn't show that movie in high school nowadays. No, but in the nineties watching that, I'm like, what did these people go through? So that to me, that's his most impactful movie.
0: Okay. Movie that might be considered problematic by today's standards. (laughs) Pretty woman (laughs) easily, which we addressed on that episode where we covered it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bring that horror back.
0: Movie on the list that for me personally is my favorite of the director's filmography, and that is Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket. Oh, still, still be. my favorite of all of his films. Did you see Asteroid City yet? I have um, not yet. No, nah, zero interest.
1: Yeah, I I saw some reviews. So. He
0: lost me a, a long time ago. Like I respect him, and I've I've seen some behind the scenes of like when they were making the Royal Tannen bombs. Yeah, so.
1: I appreciate his outside opinion and outside view and I've I've never watched one of his films and gone, This is fucking horrible. I always appreciate it for the art that it is. Movie that I was glad we were able to add to the list, Die Hard with a
0: Vengeance.
1: <laughs> I would not have added that one, but I, it's my it's a guilty pleasure. I it's, love that movie.
0: Yeah. Uh so is Cliffhanger, which was also <laughs> so on the list. But that's that's impactful. That's a that's a really good movie. Movie on our list that I saw in the theater and didn't know the outcome. Okay. Apollo 13. Oh, really? At the time when I saw it, I did not know the outcome. Okay. So, had me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And at that
1: point, there's no Google where you could be sitting no, in the theater and be like, no. did they make
0: it? <laughs> um, Movie I think more people should see today that probably won't is Wayne's World.
1: Um, yeah, I would say that's an accurate one.
0: A movie that I thought should have made the list, Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. The first one. Yeah, baby. I went back and rewatched that first one. I think it's secretly brilliant. No, it is. Uh, yeah. And I don't like the two sequels at all. No. Like I'm not a fan at all.
1: No. But I, I remember laughing my ass off at that. I mean, <laughs> Mike Myers is one of my heroes
0: so um movie on here that probably everybody's seen multiple times but we get excited to watch it anytime it's on good fellas
1: oh fuck yeah you got a good three hours to to spend
0: absolutely all right so what else do we have on the list here okay let's see all right and okay well, well that's it well we're not going to go through them all we want people to actually subscribe to yeah so to, if, to patreon. if you found any
1: of these like quick snippets exciting yeah log you like find patreon it's, it's on the n- app store it's not that much no you can do two bucks a month yeah two bucks a month and yeah. that will get you what do we say well
0: we're at 20 hours and that doesn't count other stuff that's on there there's yeah. 90 bonus episodes for over the past few years but outside
1: on. that it's just like it's just us uncensored talking about movies and Agreeing and disagreeing on them.
0: So so we are gearing up to do uh, 101 movies from the 2000s. We've presented each other with the first five picks. Uh, Couldn't be more different from each other. Should we list them? You know what? We can we can tease Wait. we can tease. Let, let's tease out what the first episodes going to be. Okay. All so right.
1: The, so the first episode.
0: First episode. And this you're hearing it. This is an exclusive. Typically, yeah. we, we want you to listen to it, but you're gonna you're gonna have to listen to it to hear our thoughts. And and for fun, <laughs> listeners, try
1: to figure out who added what to this list of ten <laughs> films. Who, who did what? Who did what? All right. So, um, and again, these are in notes. This is not like yeah. a. This is the 101st best or worst movie. So Claire an, let clarify. This is random order. This
0: this is just a hundred and one films from that decade that we recommend. It's not the definitive top 101 list. Okay. All right. Who added uh, who added which movie? Team America World
1: Police. Interesting. Okay. The Hangover. The Hangover. The Island. The Island. Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Collateral. Collateral. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Interesting. Rambo. Now to clarify, that's Rambo the Rambo 2008. from two thousand eight. Yes. Okay. Uh, Inside Man, the Contender, and the Aviator. And the Aviator. That is a very diverse list of movies right there.
0: <laughs> Drama, action, comedy, parody. Who 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 added Team <laughs> who America: World what? Police? That's what I want to know. Who added that film to the all list? Right. So, um, yes. all right. Well, listen, Jason. Yeah, we're 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 we're, we're kicking back hey, here. Man,
1: I'm. Yeah, let's go drinking.
0: Yeah, let's, let's go have a couple and, you know, America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> so again, if you want to become a supporter of this podcast and help Jason and I keep the lights on over here at uh, Dana Buckler Show headquarters, where cars are constantly driving by <laughs> and we have to edit that uh, edit that out. Yeah. Um, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash how is this movie. There is a link in this episode. Show notes. Jason, my friend, thank you so much. It's an amazing adventure. Thank yes, you. Yes. Yes. And we're just getting started. So uh, my name is Dana Buckler. For Jason, you guys have a good one. Thank you so much, and we will talk soon.